0: Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. So, this is live cast, right? So, I got to behave myself, right? <laughs> no, uh, I was talking with Brian. By the way, it's just great to see you in action here, you and Gian. It's awesome. Just uh, holding down the fort, Chris and. Carl, just each one, and just uh, Delaware has a, a special place in my heart. And excited to see uh, the work continuing. Pastor Carl is one of my dearest friends, and um, yeah, and and I love that worship service. We were in that service this morning, and it was so anointed, wasn't? Aren't those songs incredible? Aren't they incredible. So, so yeah, you've stumbled onto something good here, in the sense of you're going to learn your Bible. Uh, you'll learn uh, just how much God is for you and uh, our Bible here is really the greatest love letter that we could ever um, really discover I was with my son recently and I just gave him his first Bible and uh, it's amazing he just he's been on my my app just kind of like looking at different scriptures and 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 uh, reading Bible verses, and, he, and he's like, Dad, what's your favorite Bible verse in Revelations? <laughs> I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so uh, he's keeping me sharp. Uh, and just, again, having our kids learn the Bible, right? <clears throat> so that's an awesome thing. I mean, it really is. So, um, But, you know, this has happened a few times over the last uh, couple of weeks <clears throat> in my travels. Uh, I've prepared a message, and then God's changed it. He's like changed it. I, I I got a whole nother message on, on the drive up here as I was uh petrified driving up ninety-five. <laughs> it's a lot of construction up here. So um, but I want to look together with you in Job nineteen and Father, just thank you really for each one here. Just each one is a gift uh to us, Lord, to you. You gave everything so that we could have a fellowship, a relationship with us. Lord, today just speak through us, speak through these words, Um, encourage, empower, energize, uh, emancipate, really set people free today uh, as we look in your scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So uh, I was thinking of this word, to be made alive, to be made alive. And You know, when you think about reality, there's a lot of different realities we're seeing in our world today, isn't it? You know, depending on what you spend your time in, uh, it will project a certain reality, won't it? It'll project a certain type of emphasis, a certain type of truth. And don't you love it when you open your Bible, there is a heavenly reality. There's an eternal reality that is based on who God is. And uh, as I was driving up today, just in my meditation, I was thinking about how God makes us alive to His reality. Okay, He makes us alive to His reality, and that's really my point today. And that's what I'd love for you to catch today: is that how is it that we can be more tuned into His reality? How is it because? We get stressed, anxious. We get distracted. We get um, frustrated with ourselves, maybe, or other people, and we don't see the reality in all of who it, in all of who it is. It's really true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. I was telling my son today that um, no matter what you do, I will still love you. That's the reality of, of of the relationship I have with my son. Right. For instance, even more so with you and I with Christ. Nothing you and I could do could ever change that reality, okay? Now, our location may change, all right? I could be sitting in jail, hopefully not, but uh, the reality of God doesn't change, right? Consequences could be bad or good, but the reality of God, who he is, how he acts doesn't change. And I want to show you something here in Job 19, and whenever you look at the book of Job, we're always confronted with this thought, wow, this guy went through a bad situation. He really did. How many would agree with that? Yeah. It changed him, didn't it? It changed him. He was a righteous man that turned into a worshiper. You know, Timothy Keller said, how is it that we would understand, how, how is it that we'd make God so small to understand that in reality he is so big so we can worship him? Think about that. How is it that we can make God so small so that we could understand him? And then on but the true reality is he is so big that we can worship him. So the reality of God is is so beyond us, isn't it? But we experience his reality really by here it is. Here's the answer to my question to responding. To his initiations of love, yes. okay. Responding to his initiations of love. Now, have you ever been initiated to? All oh, right, in some way, right, right. right. Way. Are you two dating or married? You're engaged. You're engaged. Okay. Can I use it as an example? Go for it. Go for it. Okay. I promise to be kind. Like right. um, yeah. your name was. I'm sorry. Christian. Christian. Okay. So Christian initiated to? Colleen. Colleen, okay. And Colleen responded, right? And now they're in a commitment to the great gift of marriage, right? But nothing would have happened, right, unless Christian initiated to Colleen, right? Mm. Now, love is in Christian's heart. Sorry to put you guys on the spot. (laughs) Thinking, how can I illustrate this? You guys are perfect. Right. Love is in his heart and therefore love is his initiation. Right. right. And the response of Colleen really blesses Christian. I, I remember when I first initiated to my wife, I, I said, Lord, I just hope she says yes. You know, uh, I just hope she shows up at the altar. And she did. And uh, 25 years later, we're still going strong. Right. It's the initiations. Right. I'm sure uh, I'm sure the Healy's here could say the same. How many years you've been going going strong? 27. 27. You need any marriage counseling? That's the crew right there. <laughs> well, that's okay, we're still going it. <laughs> Well, that's actually. <laughs> Listen, that's the reality of marriage, isn't it? It's it's like we don't have to be perfect. We just have to keep receiving that perfect love, right? It's definitely a process. Um, okay, Job Job 19. So, Job is in a crazy situation, right? You know he's got bad counselors. He's lost his family. Lost all his possessions. He's lost, lost, lost. Okay, and uh, in in any reality, in any reality, it's like okay, let's just give up and uh, let's just forget even trying. But Job doesn't do that. Job gets a hold of God's initiations. Okay, God. Uh, Job sees God. Uh, advancing or ministering to him. And look what he says here. Verse 25, a familiar passage, but just a great passage. Okay. It says, uh, he goes on to say, have pity on me. Uh, oh, in verse 23, oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book, that they were engraved on a rock with an iron pen and, and lead forever. And then he says these amazing words. I love these words. Okay. For I know that my Redeemer lives. Okay, I know it. Okay, Job. Job's having everything else uh, seemingly crushed in his life, but he knows one thing: I know my Redeemer lives. But wait a minute, Job. The reality of loss, the reality of danger, the reality of all of these things say something different. The evidence is different, right? But he says, "No, I know he lives." I know he lives and he shall stand on at the earth uh, he and he shall stand at last on the earth and after my skin is destroyed. this I know that in my flesh I shall see God whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold and not another. Oh, how my heart yearns within me. Th- this is this is important for us today because, The devil wants to have us quit or back off. But when we're tuned into his realities, tuned in and see his initiations, right? We can say how many times that God has been good to us. He's been initiating to us. He's been ministering to us, right? If we went around this room and said, how has God been good to you this week? We could say, what could we say? What are are some things? How has God been good to you this week? The sun is shining. The sun is shining. Okay, what else can we say? Met a new face, a new person. Okay, met some new people. <coughs> Beautiful. What else can we say? I'm sorry, I'm a little interactive here. Don't, don't be nervous. <laughs> oh, the church in one piece. Okay, one piece. Right. Okay, we came to church today. Health. Health, okay. Got a job. Got a job. Brilliant. Awesome. Right. Great. And you know what's amazing about that? Is that every time we have something to be thankful for, we're recognizing God's initiations. We're recognizing God's initiations. Hello, Amen. nice to see. You. It, it, it's really awesome. Okay, let me show you this here in First Corinthians. Turn over to First Corinthians thirteen. Like never before, God is making us alive to what He is doing. Otherwise, we can be distracted with what the world is doing, what is not happening, things that are seemingly being destroyed or going in an opposite direction. And God is saying, Job is saying, he lives. He lives in me. He's living and active and working on my behalf. Okay. So when things don't look like they're going your way, don't forget God is working. God is actively making it happen his way. Okay? All right, 1 Corinthians 13, I, I love this. Verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Okay? The maturity barrier, right? You guys will be, you guys will mature in marriage. We will grow in whatever furnace that we have. We will grow as fathers, as workers, as college students, as disciples, right? As disciples of God. I put away childish things. I put away those things that were not things that would help me grow. I put away things that uh, were not based in the reality of God. Okay? Now notice what he says here. He says, For now we see in a mirror dimly. Okay. You ever take a shower and then you go to the mirror and it's all fogged up? And then you are just trying to figure out like, where to comb your hair, right? It's like, uh, it's like that's what our life is like. It, like. Unless we discern where God is moving and where God is acting, our whole life can be like that, right? And God is saying it doesn't have to be that dark. Or that dim when you discover my initiations, my initiations of love, my initiations of forgiveness, my initiations of peace, okay? Notice what he says here. He says, but dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known, Like even in our own reality, we know ourselves a certain way. We know, unfortunately, we know so much about our sin that we forget the Son of God and His reality. Let me just tell you today, our message is not about sin. That's not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is Christ and how Christ conquers us and therefore we are made alive unto Him. Let me show you that verse in Ephesians chapter 2. I believe that a humble person knows that they're a sinner. We don't need to remind people of that necessarily. Uh, The pride of man will often disagree with that. But if we understand that the wages of sin is what reality? Death, right? If I touch the fire, the reality is what? I burn my hand, right? I love my neighbor, and what's the reality? Maybe nothing happens at first, but I keep initiating that uh, that aspect of love, and my neighbor begins to see something <laughs> different in my life that maybe uh, they want to know more about, and hopefully they do. All right, Ephesians chapter two. So God makes us alive. Do you know? Before we were uh, saved, we were dead. We were dead to Christ. We were enemies. In uh, Romans chapter 5, we were enemies of God. So when we get saved, he makes us alive. He opens up a part of our life that begins to understand the realities of God. Like today, you're here because you know in part the reality and importance of growing in your faith. Okay? That's amazing. So congratulate yourself today if you want. <laughs> Say, hey, I took a step of faith and obedience. Praise the Lord, right? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, right? All right, Ephesians 2, let's look at this great verse. We know that, again, it starts with the but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love in which he has loved us. See, that is the reality of God. God will never stop loving us, Okay. God will never deal with you in your sin. And this is the reality that we can know in part. And then as we go in faith, we grow in the revelation of it. It, It's amazing. Like God knows everything about me and still loves me. That's a miracle, isn't it? How many think that's a miracle? It is. Because one of the greatest lies is if you knew me really if you knew everything about me you'd want nothing to do with me and God says just the opposite I know everything about you and the reality is I want to know you more right I want to discover you more well he goes on to say this even when we were dead in trespasses we were beyond anything we could offer God anything that we could say was anything of worth he made us alive Don't you love those words? I love those words. That was the words that was coming across my mind as I was driving up 95. He made us alive. Made us alive. Made us alive to the reality of who he is. And this is why feeding our faith, we are uh, responding to the right things, right? You know, they say about parenting, um, you're the parent. Right? You're the parent. right? How many parents do we have in this room? Got a couple parents, right? It's amazing how we are initiating love and instruction, but we're also initiating uh, our parental wisdom, hopefully, that we have. <laughs> and if we're in Christ, we have it. All right, so he made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you are saved through faith. And not only has he made us alive, he's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So what is he saying? What is he saying? Not only has he made you alive, he's going to make you and I a demonstration of who he is. Okay? All right, let me show you something interesting. Look at Habakkuk. You know, We're going to learn your Bible today. Habakkuk. That's in the Old Testament. Habakkuk. Okay, what reality do you live in? Sometimes I turn on the news and I say, what reality are they living in? Right? <laughs> what reality do you live in? Well, Habakkuk shows an interesting reality. Habakkuk chapter 3. I don't know, I don't know about you, I want to have God's uh, reality in my mind so that we see where he's moving, what he is doing, what his will is. I think it was a prayer breakfast. Was it yesterday, Brian? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, the reality of prayer. We're actually praying to a God we cannot see. We're actually believing in something that hasn't yet happened yet. And the reality is, God, the only reason why we're doing this is because we believe you are real. You are powerful. And that reality is more real than anything that we could even communicate today. All right. Look at this in 3.17. How are you doing? Are you all right? Great. You okay? (laughs) Okay. Is this encouraging? Yes, yes. Reality. Preach. If my mother and father forsake me, the reality is God will never forsake me. Isn't that good? Right? Maybe our reality is we've been thrown away. God says, I will never throw you away. All right, here it is. 17. Though the fig... Tree may not blossom, and that's a bummer. My neighbor, next next door to me, he poured gasoline on his fig tree. Okay, burned the thing to a crisp, right? This year it came back, and it's bigger than his house. I'm not even joking. The thing is over his house. Okay, and it's blossoming. We had like um, just hundreds of birds, so that was pretty amazing. And everything that comes with all those birds. Okay, though the fig tree may not blossom nor the fruit beyond the vines and by the way that's a that that's that's like it's important that the harvest yields amen though the labor of the olive may fail are you depressed yet <laughs> a lot of a lot of contrasts here and the fields yield no food whoa this is like this is like from bad to worse right And there be no herd in the stall, okay? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Wait a minute. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Okay, things are not my way. Things are not going anywhere near the the reality of what I need. But what's he saying here? I am going to rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the situation? No. In the... In the brokenness of things that, that are not working correctly? No. I will rejoice. I will joy in God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer feet. He will make me walk on my high hills. I don't know. I love this verse because, because Habakkuk is saying he was made alive to the reality of the promise he was made in reality. He was made alive to the reality of what God was doing. And I don't know. Have you learned this yet? That sometimes things don't go your way. Anybody recognize that yet? All of us, right? Like God, are you kidding me? And God is saying, "I've got a better plan. I've got a better timing. I've got something better. Uh, I've saved the best for last, right?" So as a believer, we're constantly learning, okay, Lord, where, what is, your, uh, what is your way here? And I'm trusting you. I want the reality of what I'm focusing on to be a reality that reflects you. Okay, let me show you a couple other verses. All right, Romans 6. So just think about this. Condemnation means I'm alive or made alive to my sin. Like some condemn, no condemnation is good, uh, but conviction is better, right? Condemnation makes it about the sin, but conviction makes it about love. Is it good to be convicted? Is that a good thing? Amen. Chris, is that a good thing? Yes. Okay. It's good to see you, by the way. It's awesome. I've known him for many, many moons. It's good. Conviction is good. It means you're spiritually alive, right? If there wasn't conviction, the reality is maybe we're spiritually dead, right? So thank God for conviction. (laughs) So Romans 6, 8 through 11, okay, made alive, made alive. It's like someone that was drowning. They've taken from the pool and there you are pumping and you're doing the, the CPR and all of a sudden life comes back into the, or the water is removed and their breath is brought back and they're made alive again. They're now conscious again. They are, um, I'm sure, very thankful to be alive, right? Well, Romans 6, 8 through 11 talks about this too. Hi, Pastor Carl. Hey, Pastor Jason. All right. I heard I, got, I can speak for an hour, so I'm Yo, going strong. Well, turn it up. Well, All right. Okay, Romans 6, look at this, 8 through 11, made alive, made alive. This is... A, This is such an important thing with so much negativity in our world, so much um, anxiety. We talk with people daily that are just anxious about everything, right? Why is it? Because the reality of what's broken is more strong than the reality of God. And my focus often is in the wrong place when we are stricken by anxiety, right? They say that stress is the internalization of something I cannot change, and anxiety is the mood of it, the mood of it, right? So, he makes us alive. Okay, Uh, 6-8. Who wants to read that verse? Let's get you involved here. Who wants to read 6-8 through 11? Uh, Who's got a good booming voice? Go ahead, Brian. <clears throat> we want to hear the boom. <laughs> boom, <laughs> Drop the mic. Boom. <laughs> now, if we die with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay. Amen. Alive to God, dead to sin. You know, you can't offend a dead man, right? You can't. You can go through the cemetery shouting all you want, nothing's going to happen. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully. Uh, (laughs) That's a bad joke, okay. Uh, But in the Christian life, we're alive to the right thing. We're alive to grace. We're alive to mercy. We're alive to love. We're alive to the work of Christ in someone's life. I'm sure you're gonna realize this in your beautiful journey of marriage that we're not gonna be alive to each other's faults, right? We're gonna be alive to each other's potential, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, let me show you a couple of more interesting verses. Colossians 2. By the way, I was joking. I'm not going to preach an hour. So don't get nervous. This is good. This is good. The initiations of love. The initiations of love. I'm thinking that a hostile person needs an initiation of gentleness. Yeah. Wow. You ever met a hostile person uh, that and you're hostile with them? it doesn't it doesn't go well it doesn't go well you know the friction tends to explode but when we're made alive to christ then guess what happens we're discovering where the love of god can be initiated we're we're uh, again we're we're made alive to the realities of god all right colossians 2 13 through 15. who who wants to read that who who's got a Brian, can I put you on the, can I put you on the, this, the spot? Brian. Healy, Healy, Dan, Dan Healy, I'm sorry. I call you Brian. <laughs> can we have somebody else read it? Sure. Who wants to read that? Colossians 2. Okay, I can read it. It's all right. It's all good. 2.13. I'm, it. 2-13, I'm. The Lord. <laughs> It's all right. And you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcisions of your flesh, He's made us alive together with Him, having the forgiveness, you forgiven you of all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwritings of a requirement that's against us, that was contrary to us. And He has taken it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, having disarmed. Principalities and powers, and made public spectacle of them, triumpf- triumphing over them in it. Isn't that a great reality? That's the reality today. The reality is sin is forgiven. Amen. First John Amen. two two. The reality is our Redeemer lives. Like Lord, the world is on fire. The world is on fire, right? But the re- but the reality is you and I with our mission in Christ is the answer to the world being on fire, right? The reality is Christ is coming back. The reality is the rapture is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Can't you sense it? It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's eminent, if it maybe a good way to say it. It's eminent. All right, he's made us alive to him in 1 Peter 3.18. All right, let me show you one more verse here. 2 Corinthians 2.9. I'm sure this is one of my favorite verses. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 2:9. The reality. okay, there's no <laughs> there's no uh, animal in the stall. There's no fig tree blooming. there's no there's no, 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 no no. There's no money for the rent. There's no uh, no p- strength for the day. There's maybe we're worried about something, we're anxious about something. we're doubtful about something, but the reality is, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will not change. You and I change like the weather. Thank you, God, that my Redeemer lives. So there's divine initiations and divine realities. Oh, I don't know about you. I want, I want, to, I want to know those divine initiations every day. Is God speaking to you every day? He is. Do I hear him every day?
1: No, I don't hear him every day,
0: unfortunately. Lord, I want to hear you more. I look outside and I see the beautiful creation. Is God speaking through that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is he initiating the glory of God in Psalm 19? Yes, he is. All the time. Is he pursuing us all the time? Yes. Is he in love with us? Yes, he is. Even when we're unlovely. There's divine initiations. Like God is constantly bringing us together in him. Yeah. Why do we meet as a church? So we can learn his initiations and respond to those initiations, Just like Colleen and Christian, right? Yeah. I love these guys already. they got a great, They got a great spirit. I can just they sense it. The <laughs> <laughs> They're staying here. They're I'm to not touching. <laughs> Past the car. You know I would never do that. Come on. Yeah, right. What? I'm actually trying to bring you more people. Yes, All right. Good evening, man. All right. First Corinthians 2 9. Isn't this good? Here it is. This is the reality of it. I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. Okay. Like we are lost without the Holy Spirit. That's right. Right? Those things which God has prepared for them that love him. So this, this is this is the point today. I was going to read Isaiah 53. That was my message today, actually. Uh, how God redeems us so that we can be free. He uh, totally bore all of our sin, all of our brokenness so that we would be whole. This is the reality of this, init- this initiation. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's exactly what we need. So today... Uh, let's not make God small enough so that we can understand Him, but let's keep Him big so that we can worship Him. Hallelujah. Right? God, I don't know. I'm going to do this. I'm going to act as soon as I understand what you're doing. Well, good luck. We're never going to act. We're never going to move. Right? Like people tell me this statement every day, be safe, be safe, be safe. And I say, no. I say, let's be dangerous. Let's be reckless. (laughs) Let's be countercultural. And I mean that in the context in the Lord, okay? (laughs) So don't throw stones at me. But I I told that to one person. Someone said, be safe. And I said, nope, I won't. Because we can tiptoe safely to the grave, but I don't want to live like that. The reality is God gives wisdom, power, and understanding how to act in these days, right? Mm -hmm. We can be wise, but we can also operate in the reality of faith. That's why our doors are open today, right? This is why we are active. We're planting churches. That's why Pastor Carl was in Florida. That's why we're planting churches in the pandemic. What? That's the best thing to do in the pandemic, isn't it? Uh, it breaks my heart to see people that have been orphaned because they are living in a, the reality of fear. And boy, fear is a cruel reality, isn't it? It is cruel, and it'll take your breath away. It'll steal your very strength away. But the reality of faith is what: God, you will lead me. God, you will protect me. God, you will uh, give all that's needed for what is needed. Okay, I had you. I was having you turn to a verse, but I think I think we'll just end right there. We're made alive. Amen. Made alive, made alive. Ephesians 2 5. So let's pray. Father, thank you today. Thank you, God. Just we worship you. Thank you that you never uh, stop initiating. You are constantly pursuing us. You're constantly showing us. You're constantly um, thinking about us. When you were on that cross, you were thinking about us. And uh, you did everything so that. Uh, we could experience the right reality, the right reality. Lord, help us when wrong realities creep in. Help us when we focus on the wrong things. and Help us to shift and say, Lord, what is it that you promise? What is it that you say? What is it that adds uh, faith to my life? And that's what our focus wants to be. And just like a loving father initiates to his kid or... uh, or we could say uh, someone that is believing the best love thinks no evil is initiating based on that love. Lord, help us to discover that more and more and more in these days. We do pray for this church. Thank you for Pastor Carl. Really thank you for each one here uh, as they initiate to this community, uh, as they are proactive in their faith. Thank you, Lord. They're anointed and uh we just want to experience that reality of faith rest, yes. that reality of power, that reality of, of uh, just receiving all that you have. So Lord, bless these thoughts to our heart today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.